Hello, everyone. Hello, Travis. What's up, Justin? Oh, you know. Um, you know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've seen your face on my computer screen. <laughs> Not long enough, am I right? <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we have been on a little sabbatical recently. A, hi- a hiatus of sorts. Which is funny because we... Just had that episode where we highlighted, uh, it was our, our one year, well, not just recently, but we had the one year special where we highlighted and specifically talked about how we hadn't missed a lot of time, a lot of episodes, and, it, and then immediately and it, started missing <laughs> a lot of time and a lot of episodes. Yeah, things got really rocky after that. <laughs> so yeah, um, we just wanted to start this episode off and just say, uh, Sorry? Yeah, I guess sorry. (laughs) I I guess, yeah, an apology is probably in order because it was just sudden, immediate. (laughs) There was no communication. Like, hey, we'll be back. You know, people probably thought we were like every other podcast that, you know, a couple episodes and then you just drop it. That's not us. That's not us. That ain't us. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet, anyway. (laughs) But yeah, we you know, life is hard and hectic and stressful and we've both had a lot of uh stressful life events happen recently and just could not for the life of us make the time to continue this podcast even though we wanted to. Um Yeah, it became damn near impossible to <laughs> to get a time. Yeah, where we where we were both not only available but in the right frame of mind. To, to sit down and record something that we thought would be entertaining. Yes. But we're back now, and uh, we're going to be back for a while because we are doing... We are uh, having the return of our five weeks of Halloween. Um, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We, we weren't going to miss this. Basically, yeah, no way. basically, we have been having trouble... Uh, you know, due to life, but in the back of our minds and in our hearts, and even spoken out loud to each other, we knew that we would do this, celebrate the witching season, as only we do. That's probably not true. There's probably other podcasts that also do every every week <laughs> leading up to Halloween, but uh, you know what? Um, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. You know what I say? <laughs> Fuck you and this unoriginal idea. God damn it. I'm going to do it. Fuck you. <laughs> Everyone else does it. Fucking AMC family's been doing it for a whole entire fucking life. With Christmas. Yeah. God Fuck ABC it. family. Piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> it's, it's free. It's free form now, right? Especially fuck free form. Yeah, fuck free form. <laughs> what a way to come back. <laughs> come back sending shots. Sending shots, brother. Get the cat. I said get the cat. Get the gat. We got it like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just wanted to start things off and just apologize and say that uh, we don't know what the future of our scheduling is going to be. We're still kind of working that out. There are potential big changes happening in our camp that we have not yet finalized. So we don't want to discuss them, but I can say that we will be better at communicating <laughs> said changes and said sabbaticals. <laughs> yeah, there will be there will be more of an effort to keep you guys in the loop of of what's going on. I think there there was a couple times throughout, like, hey, we should probably post something about <laughs> not posting, and then after a while, it was like. It's been long enough. I mean, we might as well just wait. Yeah. You got to keep the people waiting, you know? Because now we're going to find out who the real fans are. Yeah, who's our fucking... The ones that that come back when we don't, you know? Yeah, who's our real fans? All five of you? All five of you motherfuckers? We shot ourselves in the foot. We just lost our entire... Oh, shit. (laughs) God damn. Oh, shit. (laughs) We got to build this shit back up from the ground up. Man. Man, all right. But yeah, with uh you got anything else to say Travis about that? 
Uh, no, I think we hit the nail on the coffin. Um, oh, it's whoa! whoa. <laughs> I just seen what I did there. <laughs> we we can't uh, promise you what the future looks like, but we can promise that <laughs> we will communicate the information as soon as it becomes available to us. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so with that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the five weeks of Halloween. Oh my god, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> it's back. We're back. We're here to We're talk back. about some spooky shit. <laughs> All right, you're gonna get your pants scared off, but put them back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put them back on. Depending on where you sculpture. are. If you're at home, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever, keep your pants off. If you're in the car driving, though, don't do it. Put- I don't know if I'm comfortable with someone listening to to my voice with their pants off. Uh, Travis, I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, yo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You listening back to the old episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Why did Justin make those noises? Oh, now I understand. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, mm. <laughs> So anyway. And now, dear listener, you know why there's not a video portion of this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, it is the five weeks of Halloween. We're going to be here every Monday uh, talking about something in the realm of spooky season-esque, Halloween-esque, uh, just, you know, horror, whatever. <laughs> Anything that involves a sort of Halloween vibe, we're all in. And we're gonna be talking about it, and we got some some cool stuff planned. I think. Yeah, I think I think so too. Last year was a blast, and I've I've been looking forward to this year, pretty much since last year. <laughs> well, I, I would say, probably at the turn of the year, right? Well, after Christmas, I was ready. I was ready for five weeks of Halloween to come back. So, so you're like that meme where uh, where people say uh. Halloween is in October, not July, but you were in January, so you were real early. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait. Yeah, I look forward to Halloween. Uh, listen, uh, September to December is like my time to shine. It's like, <laughs> that's when I'm happy. I don't really like the summer. I don't like the summer, but uh, the fall leading into the winter, the Halloween leading into Christmas, that's my jam right there. I love decorating the house. Both holidays, I get really into the spirit of things. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of pumpkin spice. Uh, are are you all decorated or what? Yeah. Ooh. Since September, September first. September first. Don't well. It, it was more like September third, but you get the picture. Like I, I was on top of it. Like they the decorations got out early. Yeah, September third get... is very. Uh... Is very early. Listen, right now it my, is uh, September twenty eighth. Just to put that in perspective. Listen, if if the stores can sell Halloween stuff in August, certainly it's okay for me to put it up <laughs> in my house in September. That's a good point. We'll you know we'll, we'll roll with that. Yeah, it, it's a good excuse. I I do. <laughs> so we were supposed to go to this like pumpkin festival. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, it was actually the night I think we were supposed to record. I was gonna come home and we were gonna record that night. Oh yeah, I was falling. I, I was falling asleep. Yeah, Justin was a little sleepy boy. But uh, that's all right. I was kind of sleepy too. <laughs> because it was so, it was like nine nine p.m. and I was just sitting in my recliner at home, just like trying so hard. <laughs> to stay awake and my girlfriend uh <laughs> my girlfriend was like are you gonna be able to record and i was like 
No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, because you texted me that when we were on our way home from the uh, Pumpkin Patch, Pumpkin Festival. They call it a Pumpkin Festival. I don't know what it, exactly it is, but it's uh, it's called Pumpkin Nights, and they do it here in Dallas, and they do it in uh, Austin. So it it's just like you a walk, right, with a bunch of Halloween decorations and pumpkins lined up and stuff, right? Okay. So we were going to go Saturday. All week the weather looked fine. For Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday. The whole week, weather looked fine, everything looked great. That Sunday, I checked the weather that morning, it's like, oh, it's going to thunderstorm around 9 o'clock. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool, we're going at 7. We'll be done by 9, it might be raining by the time we're driving home, whatever. As we're driving there, it's like a 40-minute drive, because we're going out to Arlington. Oh, okay. And Yeah. So... As we get closer, <laughs> the sky just starts looking worse. <laughs> and then it's kind of like raining in and out. It's like, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to go through this thing. We get off the freeway uh, at the exit. And we, we hang a couple turns and there's, <laughs> there's just this fucking row of cars lined up outside of the entrance to this place. I'm like, all right, let me see what's going on. So I look. I go to their website. They say, hey, we're going to open up at 730. We're going to clear up because now the storm's over. Quick storm passed by. Like, we're going to clean up everything real quick, and then we're going to open up. All right, whatever. So about 715, the line starts moving. I'm like, all right, cool. They got cleaned up a little bit early. We're going to start, you know, going in. Right. (laughs) When I make the turn. To finally get, like, onto the road to get into the place, it starts fucking pounding, pouring down rain. <laughs> but but now I'm stuck in this line. There's no way to get out of it. I have to go through the whole thing, and it's not moving. Now the line just stopped moving. So anyway, we ended up being in line for, like, 45 minutes just to get all the way up there. <laughs> and mine is still pouring down rain, and the guy's just at the gate like, yeah, we're closed. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that ended up being like a whole fucking bust. There you go. There we got it. Yeah. And that's been Nerds Clyde. All right, well, uh, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see you. Imagine we come back <laughs> with an episode 15, 15 minutes. minutes long. We literally talk about nothing. <laughs> Hey, that's how we do it. Nope. That's how we do it around here, all right? You see them in the comments now. No one gives a fuck about your pumpkin patch story. I'll be replying to those. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> piece of shit. I'll just be happy to see a comment. All right. All right, so today we're going to be talking about... We got a little theme for the uh, beginning and end of this month. So we're going to... Started off with a uh, a little a little nightmare, lol 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 <laughs> nightmare. There should be a, a a mod of little nightmare where you're a li- your little nightmare, and you just go. Actually, I'm gonna keep that thought to myself because it's a good idea. So never mind, internet. You're not taking my good idea anymore. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about the video game Little Nightmare. Actually, specifically, Little Nightmares 2. Yeah, so this came about because I believe we had both played the original, but had not played the sequel. Yeah, I'm almost positive I played it last last year, or maybe the year before, I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, I played it. Um, I liked it, but it's one of those things where, like, I didn't want to continue with the series because I wanted to move on to something else. For me, I I believe I played the first Little Nightmares at some point last year as well, or it might have been the year before, but I remember playing it relatively close to Limbo and Inside. Yeah. So... By the time I got to the end of Little Nightmares 1, I was kind of burnt out on that. 
you know, that style of game. I wanted something different. So that's why I didn't play the sequel up until now. But now that I played the sequel, I just want to play more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So Little Nightmares 2 is a uh, little puzzle platform uh, adventure game with horror elements. Uh, it was developed by Tarzier Studios, published by Bandai Namco. Um, I believe the enhanced versions of this game are developed, well, developed uh, is not the right word, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway, developed by Supermassive Games. So yeah, it released in uh, April of 2017 on PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One. Uh, came out the next year on Switch, and then <laughs> it came. The original came out two years later, or three years later. My apologies on Google Stadia. Hell yeah! And it is apparently going to release on Android and iOS this, or has already this year. Um, has it really? I know they have a mobile game. Yeah, very little name. I was reading about that and was going to. Play it, but it cost five dollars. It cost more than I wanted to pay for it, so I was just kind of like, all right. I can't remember the last time paying actual money for an app. <laughs> yeah, I think I did it recently for. I think I had credits, so I was able. I, it wasn't necessarily I was buying something. It's just I had enough credits to purchase a game, so I did. I don't remember what that was, though. Um, oh, I... So I get very little nightmares for free as a part of my Apple subscription. Damn. So, with yeah, I have, like, the family Apple music. Like, I think it's called Apple One. We, it's, like, the music, the streaming service, the arcade. All oh, yeah, I'm Apple actually, Arcade. That's cool. Yeah, so I'll actually... I'm going to download this now, and... uh we can check back in at the end of the month, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Cool. All right, cool. so, yeah, we both played Little Nightmares 2. Um, Lol. Lol Nightmares. Lol Nightmares. Were um, you going to say earlier, you could bleep it out if this was the idea, or I'll bleep it out, whichever one of us ed- edits it. Were you going to say that they should do a mod with uh, Little Nightmares, where instead of uh, Mono or Six, it's Lil Sebastian? <laughs> I was not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye yeah, little bye. Sebastian that's Imagine a way that, better idea that, than mu- I- that music would actually be horrifying in, in the setting of that game <laughs> bye bye little Sebastian look at us we're uh for uh, uh, uh I'll just say for uh eager eared listeners uh you might be in for more Parks and Rec. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, we're talking about Little Nightmares. So, uh, Little Nightmares 2. So, we both played this on Switch, am I correct? Correct. Okay. I pretty much flew through this game, and then I... (laughs) Then I took the time to unlock all of the extra content minus one hat because that was a pre-order bonus that you only got with pre-ordering it which i think is silly but whatever so yeah we've both completed we've played lol nightmares 2 to completion and uh i played it completely different it took me forever to get through it and that's not for you know that's not because of the quality of the game. The game was great. It was just I was playing primarily at work, and I kept getting stuck on parts. So <laughs> I would be on break, <laughs> stuck on a part, and I wouldn't get through it in the time of that break. So it, it took me forever. And then I had I got stuck at the end of the school chapter. That was chapter three, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, so the end of chapter three. No, the school's chapter two. Oh, yeah, school is the hospital's chapter, chapter three. three. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> I got all the way to the end where you got to raise that platform up when she's playing the piano. Yeah, okay. And and six goes across it, and then 
you got to move that little chair over and then you got to go up and go across. Anyway, I got stuck to the point where six would never jump over onto the ledge to help me open up the the little door, the little latch so we can get into the next room. So <laughs> I ended up having to replay the entirety of the school level again. Oh my God. And I struggled a lot more the second time around than I did the first time. So the areas I struggled with were the fucking children. Pretty much all of the combat, like, I struggled with. Like, if it required timing and precision of when to swing, I struggled. (laughs) Which will tell you a lot about how the ending boss fight went for me. (laughs) Um, Let's start at the beginning, though. So, yeah, let's start at the beginning. So we start off as a, we're never given the name of him, but the name of the character is Mono. So Mono is next to a television out in the forest. Um, nice touch. Yeah, when I played it again, I was like, oh, oh, see what you did Yeah, because you're not going to, yeah, because your first time through it, you're just, you don't, you're none the wiser. You don't know what that is. So then you make your way through the forest. Uh, there's there's a lot of traps, a lot of bear traps. Um, then yeah, that the whole forest like level was kind of you know like the usual like these are the controls like this is how the stealth is gonna work. This is how basically all the game mechanics are gonna work. Right. Yeah, it does a good job of setting up. Uh, it it gives you a lot of space to figure out the controls. I will say that the controls are very cumbersome. So here's my problem with the controls. They suck. They do kind of suck. They, they improved nothing from the first one to the second one. So here's my here's my issues with the controls. If you if if you're running and you jump onto a ledge that's small enough, you'll just jump onto it. If you jump to a ledge that's not that you know is high up, you have to use a grab button to grab it, and I just think that's fucking ridiculous. It's asinine i think your character model should just grab onto the ledge and you should just be there shouldn't be a button for that it's too many extra steps that the grab button only has one useful purpose and that's to grab weapons no oh it's to hold six's hand (laughs) oh yeah true that's like the only i do think like a, a grab button for weapons is fine but a grab button to re to climb a ledge is just ridiculous that need well it well a good fix is just to get rid of the weapons entirely because i hated the, <laughs> hated that part of the game i understand just give me give me the puzzles and the tension i don't need the melee but that's the thing is the weapons also add to the tension but they do they do in, i just suck at video games so i'm salty about it but it also is a potential break in atmosphere and tension and immersion uh because of having to replay it so many times it's let me tell you something it's a fine line that you have to walk when you include these things when you've died like 20 times in a row do you know how irritated it starts getting Every time you come back, Mono's sitting down and you have to go through the animation of like him waking up and standing up and now you can move. It's like, just fucking wake up and move. Yeah, that <laughs> is another point of contention with me is, and I get I'm playing it on Switch, so maybe maybe it's a little better on other consoles, but the the idea of dying, screen going to black, coming back but you can't move you just have to watch the slow <laughs> animation of you waking up is i don't know i don't like it i wish it would just start with you even if you were sitting down even if they wanted to have that effect where you're sitting down and you stand up that needs to be instantaneous cuz it they need to get you back into the action into the immer- they need to immerse you just immediately after death. Yeah. I think that would fix want... a lot of the issues with the break of immersion, but I will say, I mean, if you look at just like the straight up loading times for Little Nightmares 2, they're a lot better. That's true. But 
But when you factor in, <laughs> you got to sit there and wait for him to get up, and then you can move it. It's... Honestly, I wonder if they just like add that animation in the mask, the loading. True. I wonder. Yeah, that probably is. Yeah, that probably is it. Now that you mention it. Either, either way, I I did find that there were a lot of parts in Little Nightmares two specifically that were just kind of like trial and error. Yeah. You keep trying. You're going to fail, but you got to keep trying. And then eventually you'll get... <laughs> yeah. The, it's a fine line you have to walk because a lot of the, these sort of games do rely on, uh, like, your limbos and uh, and uh, inside and other types of games that I'm forgetting right now. They do rely on the fact that you're going to die and you're going to die until you figure out the solution to whatever part you're at or puzzle you're at or whatever. Um, or you break down and look on Google. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the forest, you go into the uh, the little cabin for the, the hunter and you find, you find a little boy in the basement. <laughs> a little boy? <laughs> or girl. You know, whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever. You find a Just little six. a little person <laughs> in there, and they follow. They start accompanying you. <laughs> I love how this game is a co-op game without the co-op. Those are kind of my favorite parts. Are when uh, six is helping you. Oh, it is six from the original game. Just a spoil. Um, this is by the way. This is all spoils. So go play the game. And then we won't have to spoil anything. <laughs> I should just go for the whole month of Halloween. We're yeah, spoiling we're spoil everything all Halloween. <laughs> all spoilers all October, baby. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. Your, your companion is little six from the first game. And uh, those are some of my favorite parts is when you two have to work together at a, at a solution for a puzzle. And, you know... Six kind of takes the reins and does something, you know, like uh, gets in an elevator or, you know, works some sort of mechanical object to help you out or whatever. I like that. I wish they would implement, I don't know if there is a two-player, but I wish they would implement that into a game. Maybe they'll do that with three. Uh, They are, apparently. Oh, yeah. They are. Well, look at that. Look at that. It's supposed to be uh, completely playable in co-op or single player. Oh, all right, cool. Well, there you go. All right, so the forest is cool. Uh, you go to the school. This is when we start uh, getting into the combat portion of the game. Uh, you have to, you have to, to just beat up these little mannequin. Uh, the 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 bullies. Yeah, the bullies. They're little kid kid bullies. Kid bullies. They're like porcelain dolls because their heads break when you <laughs> smash them in. They there's also like uh, I was reading something about like if you read, um, I guess their character profile or whatever. They're like there's no redeeming qualities for them. They're just little shits because they want to be little shits. Yeah, that's a sequel to a. That, or, sorry, that's the uh, side sequel to Little Nightmares. Little shits, and you play as a, you play as that little army of kids. Um, <laughs> It'd be like Pikmin, <laughs> little arm, army of little shits. <laughs> yeah, except when you throw the Pikmin, they don't make cute sounds. It's just just fart <laughs> noises. <laughs> Disgusting. So yeah, the school is fine. Well, it, it's good. I should say it's good. The combat is sort of a break in, of immersion, but it, it also aids to it. There's a fine balance that they sometimes nail and sometimes do not. I find the children are fine, usually fine to deal with. Uh, my big, <laughs> my big uh, problem in terms of uh, nailing a gameplay element is the hands that pop out the the little hands that just crawl after you i could yeah. never time it right to to hit them yeah i got stuck the last time you fight them when you got two of them coming after you yeah it it's hard to to time it right along with not allowing the other one to be like attacking you when when you're not ready or 
facing them to swing at them either. Right. Yeah. The part I got stuck at the most was when you're going through the hallway with the with the kids. Right. You're walking down the hallway. You get the one that jumps off the top of the locker. You get two of them that jump off the top of the locker. Where mono is, like you're walking up and down. You're not just going left and right, right. like you would on like a normal side scroller. So it's a little bit more difficult to kind of gauge when you need to swing, I guess. Right. And then right when you turn the corner, you get another little shit that pops out of the locker. And by the time you get done swinging on him, you got to immediately turn around and hit this other little fucker because he's coming up behind you. This <laughs> <So> fucker. <laughs> Oh fucker. <laughs> I do find that the the plane that they use to walk on, uh, I feel like it should be, the camera should be a little further up, so it almost looks like an isometric view, and I think mm-hmm. that would aid in the uh, the combat and the traversal a little bit more. I feel like yeah. it's, the camera's too low, and it's too, it, it almost looks exactly like a 2D like I'm, I know it's a 2D game, but it, it almost feels like a 2D platformer at times. But there's the movement of 3D when going back and forth, um, mm-hmm. like in and out of the range of camera. I just feel like if you push that camera a little up, it would uh, help with the timing of combat and uh, figuring out traversal. Traversal, I should say. But yeah, the school's cool. School's cool. Um, go to school, kids. Yeah, I think if I didn't have to go through it twice and get <laughs> yeah. stuck in the same positions that I might feel fonder about it. I mean, the the teacher is probably the best boss. Let me think about the bosses. Well, no. I I guess that the main one is Yeah, it's definitely a highlight though. Um hiding from said teacher and her neck extending and <laughs> uh, right and trying to check on you is genuinely uh creepy it's just uh this game isn't so much the villains in the first game are disgusting <laughs> and that is why but, they're scary but this one the whole the entire first game was disgusting yes this one is more just creepy um, yeah, so it, it's a cool vibe. Uh, yeah, then the hospital then we is get, probably then we get to the hospital. By far, probably the scariest chapter. This is probably my favorite portion of the game. Um, it, probably my least favorite. Fuck the mannequin. I was genuinely terrified uh, at certain sections of the hospital, which you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But we'll get there in a second. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so you make your way through the hospital. There are a lot of mannequins all over the place that don't really move, and that's fine for now. And <laughs> for now. and uh, then there is a a sort a surgeon who is climbing on the walls, who is taking care of said mannequins, and you have to hide from and uh you know escape from. There's a there's a really neat uh little sequence where. You climb up into the ceiling to go over him, and then you have to drop into the next room. Or no, I'm sorry. You go into the next room. You have to stop a patient, like unplug a patient, basically. Then you jump up, run to the roof, and like, oh, I hit the mic, and uh, try to escape that way. So I like that portion. What I don't like about that boss in particular is if he feels like, he short, short, <laughs> sort of shoved in at the end of that chapter, whereas the hunter was kind of midway, halfway through the forest. The teacher was all throughout the school. Yeah, you you encountered her multiple times, and then you get to the hospital, and then you spend all of that time with the mannequins. Yeah, I guess they should have. It, it almost comes across like they had two different ideas for it. If it would have just been the doctor or just been the mannequins, maybe it would have been a little more cohesive. Um, I thought it was fine, but I could see, or I can understand why there's a sort of disconnect there. And the, 
So going back to the mannequins. Okay. So the mannequins were oh, were cool, right? Then they started moving. And it's like, all right, this is some bullshit. I really don't want to deal with this, but <laughs> okay, I'm making my way through it. And then you get to that last room with the mannequins. There's there's no right way to do it. There's like there's no way like there's a game plan like oh, if you do this, you're going to be successful every time. You got a million of those things running at you. And like your only option is to run as fast as you can and just whirl that flashlight around and try to slow them as many down as pos- as you possibly can. Yeah, I think the idea is you have to get all of them into a a shared space so then you can so it does involve a little running around to get them all into the same area. Um, I fucking just hauled ass through there and was just waving that flashlight around and got lucky because there was no way I was going to try to fucking herd those things. <laughs> That's what I was doing. When I first played it, um, I genuinely yelled out loud when one of the one of the mannequins started moving and captured me. <laughs> Because I was not expecting that. I'm just, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I could not figure, for, for whatever reason, it just a little brain fart. I didn't think about how you could shine the light in different directions while you're moving. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So a lot of the time spent, like the trial and error, was me not realizing I could do that. And then once I did, I don't, I want to, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was easier than me having to stop and then let you shine on these people. Yeah. Uh, that part is genuinely terrifying, though. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that part a lot. Even if it was frustrating, I still liked it. What's after the hospital? But after the hospital, oh, we the, get into the city. Yes, the city. Because we, we lose the flashlight and then we get the TV remote. Because all through the game, in every chapter, there's a portion where Mono encounters a TV and he's, like, attracted to it. And Six has to pull him out before he reaches the door. So we get to this level, and now we're literally, like, using TVs as portals now. By far, probably the easiest <laughs> chapter to get through. This one also has the tall man. Uh, the tall man kidnaps Six, and you, right. have to, you have to go rescue her. Yeah, that part's scary too. But that, that yeah, that chase where he's chasing you in slow motion, uh, right before he captures six is yeah, I like that a lot. And then I got the job done. I got the job done. And he uh job done, I was terrified. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> um yeah, it it was a really good sequence. Uh there's a lot of this level where you're using TVs to distract the citizens so you can go into other portions of the level that I thought were really clever. Uh, just kind of the imagery of the tower in the background and mm-hmm. people being fascinated by it. And then people also, uh, trigger warning, uh, committing suicide by jumping off buildings. It, it was, uh, I don't want, I don't want to say it was cool. Cause obviously <laughs> that's not cool, but it was, uh, it was good imagery. And it aided to the uh, immersion and to the horror, the horror of the game. And, uh, yeah, so I really like this part as well. Yeah, it fit, it fit well in the overall, like, uneasy feeling of the game. Yeah. And then, uh, then we get to the last portion where you're actually in the tower. Yeah, this part, <laughs> this part was double tough, I'll tell you that. Why? <laughs> Why was it <laughs> Just, okay, so a couple things was, one, I didn't have my sound up, so when the door, the little door, teleporting door section, it didn't, obviously I didn't know that there was a right sound when you go towards the right door, so I was just kind of, <laughs> I was playing it at work and in like a room full of people, so I had turned it down, and then I couldn't, I didn't have my Bluetooth headphones, and I couldn't hear, and then... Yeah, but once I did turn the sound up, it was relatively easy. But then, the tough part was when you, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to jog my memory, but Six gets taken, 
and then turns into this sort of deformed giant. Right. Okay, so that's the part that I had trouble with was escaping <laughs> uh the the giant six when especially during the chase scenes um where she's running after you I kind of was I don't know what it was I think it was just the camera angle because I couldn't tell where to enter certain doors uh, I would just run in straight into the wall and then be like oh and then uh get caught so yeah. Just need to lift that camera a little bit. Yeah, they that entire ending sequence, because there's like three separate times where you got to get six far enough away from the uh, music box for you to smash yep. it. Yep. And it just keeps progressively getting more difficult. Yeah, that took me a while. Especially the last one where you got to get over to the other side to get the sledgehammer, yep. bring it back to the other side, Get Six's attention, go back to the other side, move up, go to one side. And then in that last level, Six's arm actually stretches further out yep. through the other side. So if you're not careful, you can get caught. So pretty much once you move up into that higher, like that where Six is by the music box, those two doors that are uh, further up. Yep. You like once you're up that way, you gotta go all the way and just try to hit the box. Yeah, or else you you do have <laughs> you do have to commit to it at that point. Um, <laughs> balls to the wall, balls to the wall, baby. It was very satisfying to hit that box for the last time, and then oh yeah, it was. Cause I think I got it on like the last possible second. Then you, there's a chase scene where Six turns back into their old self. You're running with six, escaping a blob of eyeballs. Uh, you come mm-hmm. to this bridge. Six is already across the bridge. You jump. Six catches you, which six has done this the whole game. Uh, but the, but but there is one small difference this time around. She lets you go, and uh, I knew this was gonna. Well, ha- besides that, <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. As soon as I jumped and got caught, I was like. Six is gonna. I didn't. Six is gonna let I, me go, isn't she? And then she did. And I was, no. <laughs> See, I didn't because I'm. I the whole game. I'm just so conditioned. Like, all right, she's gonna pull me up, and then I'm like, wait, did my game freeze? I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> no. Uh, what was the other? What was the other difference that you were alluding to? Uh well, this is the first time that Six has seen Mono without a mask. Oh, yeah, that's very true. So Six is looking at Mono in the face for the first time and then lets him go, so. Yep, and then uh, Mono falls. You find a chair, you sit in it. It shows that you're sitting there for a long time and you progressively grow older into the tall man. You are the tall man. Have I been playing as the bad guy this whole time? <laughs> and then everything started flooding back. I'm like, wait, the TV in the beginning. <laughs> oh, shit. They got me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's so funny. I, I, I love how open-ended the story is. It leaves a lot of room for interpretation. So how did you interpret that ending? I watched a video on it, so mine is a little bit muffled i guess that's all right i've done the same all right so i'm trying to think of my own (laughs) for my own opinion and not just the (laughs) one that was described in the video (laughs) so basically this is a a series of events that a, a chain you you should say i guess that is all caused by six and it just keeps repeating because six just keeps making the same decision in every one of these timelines to let go of a little mono, but mono's stuck in the cycle of forever being let go and then turning into the tall man and trying to stop Six from, you know, progressing further to drop. Basically, mono's just isn't even a villain. Mono is just (laughs) trying... Mono is trying to stop the true villain of the series, which is Six. Uh, (laughs) Six is the true villain? Yeah, I mean in the in the first one 
we play as her and she's uh, hungry and she eats, but then she starts eating the gnomes and then she starts eating other things and becomes, a, a, you know, a really powerful person and starts killing people, which like makes sense in the context of the first game because all these people are doing kind of disgusting things and trying to, you know, to kill. But now that we have this backstory on six, six just lets her friends go. She doesn't care about anybody but herself. All right. So it's kind of hard for me to, to draw my own theory, my own original theory as well, just because of the videos that I've watched and the stuff that I've read. I guess what I believe is the event in Little Nightmares 2 is a prequel right. to the original Little Nightmares. Because I'm, I'm going off of the alternate ending that you get when you get all the collectibles yep. for Little Nightmares 2, where you see Six um, come out of the TV and she's got the hunger that she has in the original one. So I think that the hunger is a byproduct of the monster that Six was turned into from the tall man. I don't really know about Mono. I don't know if Mono is the tall man stuck in a time loop if because of Mono's fate that he turns into the next tall man. I, I don't know really what to draw from that. Right. But I would say that it's a prequel. Uh, it definitely is a prequel. Because they show like a poster for the um the island, I think. It's the boat, the boat right? Yeah. That... Fuck the weird ass boat. Fucking fucking weird ass boat with these nasty ass people. <laughs> Little disgusting ass people. Yeah. So almost kind of poetic how at the end of Little Nightmares Two, Mono becomes the tall man, right? And at the beginning of or at the end of the original Little Nightmares, Six almost kind of becomes the lady. Yeah. Right, because as she's exiting the boat, she's like killing all of the the passengers and taking their power from them, which is essentially what the lady was doing and what she was using the boat for. Yeah. I kind of want to go back and replay the original now. Yeah, same. I started playing the kid's story DLC because I, I never played that. Oh, yeah, I started it but never finished it. Oh, let me tell you about the DLC for Little Nightmares 2. It sucks. I didn't know there was DLC. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks? <laughs> oh, God. What is it? It's barely a five-minute level, and it's also $5. But luckily, I had some extra funds on my eShop account, so I bought it. So I don't feel too bad about it, I guess. Um, now here's my Here's my problem with it. The DLC happens during the campaign. So when you're in the attic of the uh of the the cabin mhm mm in the DLC a gnome runs out and if you follow the gnome like a gnome from the first little nightmares if you follow the gnome you get into an extra portion of the level where there's more puzzles and you follow the gnome and you guide him to a certain point there's no option to just play the DLC you have to play the beginning of the game up until the point where you get to the attic and then the gnome runs out. So I bought the DLC and there was no option on the main screen to just start the DLC. I was really confused. So I looked it up and it, it was basically, yeah, you got to start it over. And I just think that is ridiculous. And then it wasn't even worth it, really. It, I mean, if it would have been an entirely new chapter length, I would have been fine with that. But it was maybe, maybe 10 minutes long. And that's, that's me giving it, <laughs> that's me just estimating and trying to give it more, <laughs> more minutes than it may, may have actually been, may have actually been. Stuff like that just screams. This was in the original game. We just pulled it out to make a little bit of extra money. Yes, totally. It, it was very disappointing because the, the DLC for Little Nightmares 1 is 
like a whole new chapter and with a mm-hmm. totally new character. And you can get to it from the main menu. <laughs> it's not so Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's not something you have to restart the game over to get to. So that was disappointing. But overall, I would say Little Nightmares 2 is really great. I don't think it's as good as the original. Mm, but it's I, very close. I think I prefer the atmosphere of 2. Okay. Probably not much more else, though. I think everything else I like the original more. Yeah, because it's so similar. Like you said earlier, the controls are exactly the same. So, you know, there's no difference there. Um, yeah, it just doesn't have the things that I struggled a lot with. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the combat is an added portion of this one, and it does it to varying degrees of success. I mean, I'm I'm glad they that they didn't just copy and paste right. with you know, a different skin. I mean, it is good that they tried to add a different element. Yeah, I don't want to say it's bad. I just wasn't good at it. <laughs> I think it's a good game. It just... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very good game. Playing it on the Switch, it ran pretty well, except for one part where a group of uh, humans run after you because you shut off their TV. There was a major slowdown there. Uh, performance yeah. dropped significantly, but otherwise, it was a pretty good. Otherwise, I had no complaints. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about uh, Little Nightmares three? So yeah, they announced Little Nightmares three right when we were playing these games. Actually, they uh, released the trailer for it. This looks to be a totally new set of characters, but I imagine they'll bring Six and Mono into the fold somehow. Maybe not. It's a new developer, too. Oh, yeah, because it's uh, super massive, right? Yeah, so the same guys who did the the next-gen ports or enhanced versions, like you said earlier. So like we said earlier, it's supposed to be completely co-op if you choose to play that way. Who knows? Maybe we will. <laughs> if it has online co-op, that'd be sick. I would definitely play that. Leave it to Nintendo to not... <laughs> Have online co-op. Yeah, they announced Nintendo, not to uh, go off in another tangent, but Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, they announced that there is no real online play. Like, you can make a room with people, like your friends, but um, it's just for specific game modes. A part of me thinks it's just hard to do it in a Mario game, but whatever. There... This is whatever. I'm still going to play the Mario game because it's Mario. Um, all right. What's our rating for uh, Little Nightmares 2? What's, uh, I have my scale. I have my scale already. Well, all right. What is your scale? I'm going to give it four out of six. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like that. You're giving it four, four what though? Four out of six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what four means, uh, but I just could not resist the urge to also include six in the rating scale. Just so I could say four out of six and it'd be a little double on tundra. I think I'm gonna go three point five. Out of six? Yeah. Three point five out of six. Just because I think that the same things that plagued the original plague this one, but the original is somehow better. So I, for me, that holds it back. Because if, you, if you're going to have the same core kind of like gameplay quirks and issues with the controls and things of that nature, then and the things that you do add into the sequel don't kind of offset that, then... Actually, I'm going to change mine to 4.5 out of 6 because that's a 75%. And uh, I think that's fair. 3.5 out of 6 is 58%. I'm, co- I'm cool with giving it 58. I mean, it's, it's 60. I'm giving it 60%. 60%. It's good. I mean, it's 60. It's like 65. I'm giving it 65%. <laughs> really, it's like 70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go 4.5 out of 6. It was good. Uh, I thought the original was better, and like you said, the the problems of the original still plague this series, 
So it'll be interesting to see what Little Nightmares 3 does to differentiate between the first two and also maybe improve. Who knows? Yeah, I just don't think there was enough added into to compensate for the fact that we're still dealing with the same kind of... You know how much shit I got stuck on in this game? <laughs> just trying to hide. It's like, oh, nope, you can't get under the desk that way. <laughs> one, there was one time where I was hiding under the bed and I thought I was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty covered. And then the, uh, the doctor turned around and just gobbled me up. And I, I thought, I, I didn't see how he could have saw me because I was, I was pretty tucked underneath that bed. Well, meanwhile, six can just be right out in the open, and yeah, that's a problem with these sort of companion games. Where I, I do think that's the solution to it, though, because if you were to die based on a computer being caught, it'd be horrible. Like, think about The Last of Us, where Ellie is just kind of like glitching and like running in and out of cover. If if I were to lose a sort of campaign in The Last of Us because Ellie can't get her shit together, I would be furious. I'd probably I would I probably wouldn't have beaten that game had that been a consequence of <laughs> You still haven't played part two, have you? I played some of it and then I kinda realized that uh I don't really like the gameplay loop of just fighting enemies and uh, the, like the enemies being the puzzle, the way to clear a path to the next section is the puzzle of the game. I just want the story beats, man. You go watch it on YouTube. I think one day I am going to sit down and just beat it, but it's gonna be one of those things where I've I've sort of reframed my thoughts on Naughty Dog as a developer. I mean, I still enjoy. The Last of Us, obviously, like The Last of Us uh, property, as evidenced by our by our episodes about the HBO's series of The Last of Us, which you can go watch. It's available on streaming platforms. <laughs> but yeah, I like the Uncharted games a little more because they're a little more about exploring and there's a little more puzzle involved in the where you are in the actual game but yeah i don't know i'll I'll get back to it eventually eventually all right so that's that's lol nightmares 2 well what was the release date for lol nightmares 3 did they give one i have no idea i can look it up little so i nightmares. assume sometime in 2024 probably around this time yeah i imagine I'm, they're shooting for october I'm I'm eager to see more um because I mean th- that trailer whatever you know level or chapter that is in the game is obviously very bright very jarring compared to the first two titles so I'm curious to see what future trailers are going to look like and what other what other areas we're going to be exploring in the in the third one, because if it's going to all be bright like that, which I, I highly doubt. Yeah, it was kind of a shock. I think that was the point of it, though. But it definitely was a, a little shock to see a Little Nightmares yeah. game in such bright lights. Yeah, it's it's shocking and concerning because you got new scenery, new characters, and a new developer. There's a, there's a, lot, a lot to be cautiously optimistic about. But... Just from the trailer, it doesn't seem like, for me, that that environment that we're going to be at in that game is going to be what I'm looking to get out of when I sit down and play a Little Nightmares game. So I'm hoping we just, that's like the first level of the game and we get in and out of there. And it's, uh, honestly, I just want more of the same. Yeah, I want more of the same, but with better controls and a little bit... Really, they just need to tweak small things, and then it'll be perfect. Yeah, I don't think this is a franchise that needs to keep pushing the needle. I think they can keep making small, kind of like minor improvements, 
while perfecting like the core gameplay. Yeah. And I think because it's because they're games that are you know, twenty, thirty bucks, five hours, people are gonna keep coming back. I agree. Um it looks like uh Tarsier Studios uh confirmed that Little Nightmares Two would be the last entry as they were acquired by Embracer Group in two thousand nineteen. I wonder what their next project is going to be. I wonder if it. Oh, there's nothing. Transition also brought along staff changes. Blah, blah, blah. As of 2022, only three of the nine original founders remain in the company. Well, that's concerning. Um. Yeah, so there's no. There's no. Uh, there's no next project uh, that they've announced. That is interesting because they've they've done the DLC for Little Big Planet one and two. They made Little Big Planet PS Vita. They made Tearaway Unfolded, which is a PlayStation Four game. It's actually really cool. You play as this uh little paper mache girl, and you have to basically form the world to progress through it. Um, it's cool. I guess they also developed Little Big Planet Three. Did they? Oh no, they just helped on it. Okay, they have a okay track record. Hopefully, they do something new and fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's Little Nightmares Two. Pretty good. So pretty good. Oh, go ahead. So do you, do you think we should tell them? What next episode is gonna be on? So yeah, so they have time. They wanna... Yeah, so you can right. so you can have time to to uh. All right, we'll we'll just say it. We're gonna yeah, we're I... gonna read a book. We are gonna read a motherfucking book. Hopefully, hopefully you're gonna read a book. <laughs> it's not it's not that long. Yeah, it's not that not, how... not that long at all. Um, like... it is Dark Harvest by Norman. Uh, Partridge, that is what our next episode is going to be about. You can find this online. There is a book preview of 32 pages. If you Google it, uh, obviously you can find it on Kindle. There is a Audible. Uh, Audible, you can uh, you can listen to the book. I don't know who it's narrated by, but if you have a library uh, card, they some libraries offer uh a borrowing a borrowing system through an online uh provider so that's kind of cool i i found it online and read it that way and it was really cool but don't tell anybody the audio version's only 4 <laughs> hours long so you can plow, you plow it. it it's available through the kindle, <laughs> uh, kindle store barnes and noble the nook app you can probably find it someplace online. A very quick read. So if you wanna if you wanna read that, we'll be here next week with that. Yeah. Just go ahead and buy it. True. Gonna... Uh, even if your early reservations are, are uh, even if you have early reservations, just just stick with it. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I'm I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it. I've I've literally never talked to any other human about this book, and it's one of my, it's one of my favorites. Well, we're gonna talk about it next it's week, partner. My, it's one of my favorites. You just just watch you your just mouth. Watch your you fucking don't mouth. say anything that. Uh... <laughs> you just think. You just think about. You just what think about say. what you did. Uh, all right, all cool. Right. So that's nerd. That's our first week of uh, <laughs> the five weeks of October. We'll be back here next week talking about Dark Harvest and uh, Travis. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. I forgot how to do that. How do we how do we end these things? Um uh thank you for listening. Uh again, we apologize for <laughs> for the uh for the uh, <laughs> for the hiatus. <laughs> I gotta assure you we will again make every effort to be back here. Well, we'll be here every week for October, but uh moving forward we'll we'll uh we'll be more communicative. We'll let you guys know what's going on. We won't uh go dark on you again. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll try our best. 
We'll try our best. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for keeping track of the episodes, uh, keeping track of the podcast, and still finding us after the hiatus. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, remember that term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion, embrace it, be the nerd that you are. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.